Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. I should say continues now because it's hour two of two. This is the broadcast for November the 16th in the year of our Lord, 2023. Our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country. To do so on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers. All in the supreme law of the land, the blueprint for liberty, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. As you know, we reject revolution. Unless it's a Jesus revolution, then we're in. Actually, we stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Last hour, we had Brian Rust with us, RustCreditGift.com. You have a friend in the honest money business. We've also got Eldon Stahl with me. Eldon Stahl is the field coordinator for the John Birch Society, JBS.org, also known well for the New American Magazine, uh, TheNewAmerican.com. Great, great. One of my favorite uh, magazines of all time. Uh, and we talked about honest money. We talked about Citigroup massive layoffs starting right now. We talked about millionaires feel like they're just middle class now. We talked about, hey, if you buy an Elon Musk truck, a cyber truck, and you try to flip it, no, 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 you might get sued. Elon says you can buy the truck, but you can't sell it for a period of time. That's part of the contract. Look out. So much for private property in America these days. We also talked about judge approves. J.P. Morgan's $290 million settlement with the victims of Jeffrey Epstein. My question is, how come no one's going to jail over that? Accountability is what we need in America, ladies and gentlemen. Accountability everywhere. All right, we have a fantastic guest today. His name is Jay Valentine. And Jay is a, really a technical guy. And uh, he uh, works with a company called Fractal. FractalWeb.app is the website. And Fractal Web is a very interesting company uh, that I believe has real solutions on the table in terms of identifying voter roll problems. Okay? Um, this is interesting. Identifying problems in voter rolls with fractal technology is the point All right now I don't even know how to really <clears throat> break this down because it's very technical but I think we can put it on the kitchen table for you uh, to understand so listen there's voter rolls all across the country and there's allegations that those voter rolls are not accurate now those who say that believe they have evidence those who claim it's not true, it's all fine, don't worry. There might be blips, but they're minor. They double down and say that the guys who claim there's voter roll problems are full of conspiracy theories. I'm not here to debate either side. I have my opinions, and I'll be clear about them. My opinions is there's all kinds of voter roll problems. The debate isn't are there's voter roll problems. The debate is are they intentionally created or are they mistakes and Really, no matter what side of that aisle, what side of that discussion, whether you believe it or not, whether you, um, you know, whatever camp you're in, doesn't matter. 
What does matter is, is there a way to know if there's voter roll problems? And is there a way to do uh, what I call a no-blame autopsy? By the way, there's a big business book that talks about this called Extreme Ownership, where they talk about no-blame autopsies. And the idea is, I don't care who's at fault. We're not going to point fingers at anybody. We're simply going to look at the problem, say, does the problem exist? If it doesn't, great, move on. If it does exist, why? And most importantly, how do we fix it? Jay Valentine, welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Good morning. How are you today? We're doing excellent. Uh, Before we get started on this discussion about uh, voter rolls and everything else and the technology that you guys employ to make that happen, let's talk about who you are a little bit. Give me a thumbnail thumbnail sketch uh, of who Jay really is. Who are you and how did you get in the technology world? Well, we're the guys who built the eBay fraud detection engine. So when eBay was getting killed with auction fraud, they went to the Secret Service. They went to the Treasury Department, the FBI. Nobody could stop auction fraud because people would sell an item. They would never ship it. They'd collect the money. They would change all of their identifiers. So there was no way to track them down. And we invented a technology that could do that. So our technology was later used for the TSA no-fly list to keep terrorists off of airplanes. Our technologies were later used by the big insurance companies, State Farm, Geico, USAA, to stop auto fraud rings. So a couple years ago, because we're known as people who do very, very advanced technology, stuff that's way ahead of the technology curve, we got brought in by Sheriff Clark in Milwaukee to look at the voter rolls. And now we have looked at the voter rolls of 26 states, and we have applied a new technology called fractal technology. And what we're doing is we are essentially doing autopsies, to use your word, of the state voter rolls. We're doing videos, and we're publishing on our our website, Omega 4, the number 4 America, so people can actually see live how screwed up their voter rolls are. Now, it gets into the weeds fast if we're not careful, and I want to avoid that because this is really an educational news show, not a technology show. Uh, but this fractal technology, you got to think of Web 1.0, 2.0, 3.0. Look, Web 1.0 was simply websites that you published that were static kind of thing. Then it got 2.0, 3.0. We got e-commerce. We got all kinds of videos and capabilities. And uh, I'm, I'm being very simple on purpose here. But, but you got moving parts on the web. You got things that updated on the fly. You had all kinds of changes. This is like next-gen database technology that will eventually become the core of the new web, right? We, we think it is. I mean, what people want to be able to do now is they want to be able to take any entity on the web, whether it's a video, whatever it might be. Uh, they want to be able to take any database that's out there, the entire Federal Election Commission database, a state voter roll, Medicaid roll, whatever it might be. And they want to make that data alive. And that's what Fractal enables. So in the voter space, for instance, we have the ability to take voter roll like for Texas or Florida that have 10, 12, 15 million people on them. And you can search them at 200 million transactions per second from your telephone in your hand. And that's the type of technology that we're delivering. And it is making these government voter rolls that were once opaque. 
It's making them transparent, and people can't believe what they're finding. Now, when you say what they're finding, basically using this technology in partnership with you guys, right? Correct. So we work with state reps and state senators in a bunch of states. And what they do is they say to us, hey, guys, we want you to come in and we want you to show us how dirty are our voter rolls, whether it's fraud or whether it's just dirty data is immaterial. But yeah, so we want to st- I want to stop the you there for a second because this is really important. I know you, you said it and it's true, but I want to make sure people really understand. We're using technology to solve problems. We're not interested in pointing blame. We're not interested in any of that. We're just simply saying, look, we can know if there's problems with your voter roll. And if there is, let's just go to work to fix it. That's all. That's all. And everybody should be able to set aside uh, any you know hesitation or pointing fingers or that's why I called it a no-blame autopsy. Uh, because, look, we want to know the problem. Hey, we do have a problem. Now let's just go to work to fix it. That's all. It's not partisan. It's not Anyway, I don't mean to derail you, Jay, but I want to really make that point because that's the key, in my opinion, to moving forward in a productive way. Yeah, that's just a really great point, and we completely agree with what you said. That's why we're publishing the video. So we put up Minnesota last week. We're putting up Kansas on Monday or Tuesday. We put up Texas two weeks ago. We're putting up Georgia the week after next, and when you see what you're going to see in Georgia, it's astounding. But what we're trying to do is show people that in every voter roll in America, you have tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands of people who are ostensibly registered to vote at a Walmart, at a convenience store, at a gas station. They don't have bedrooms. You can't live at those places. Yet these people are on the voter rolls, and some of them have been on the voter rolls for 40 years. And when people see that, they go to their legislators and they demand that these things get cleaned up. Eldon Stahl is with me. Eldon, what do you think of this? Well, that would be really good information to have because, uh, you know, it seems like in state after state, the uh, legislators will say something like, well, do you have have any good evidence that something is wrong here, that we have a problem here? Uh, they they tend to like to pretend that there's no problem and uh, say, well, we ha- our state, you know, it might, might be happening in other states, but our state, it's just fine. Well, we're having a lot of fun with that. So we have secretaries of state, Republican, Democrat, in state after state, and they say exactly what you said. Oh, yeah, there's nothing wrong with our voter roll. Well, maybe there isn't. How would anybody and, know? And, and hold on. Because and let me stop you there, Jay, though. Maybe there isn't. And you know what? If there isn't, let's have third-party auditing, fractal database, you know, run through. And if that's true, let's put a five-star stability rating going. You can trust this. Go ahead and skip the break. You can trust this then. This is not a we're trying to attack everyone plan. If it's on the up and up and if it's good and stable and everything else, we want to champion that point to build confidence for the voters. Right, Jay? Exactly. And what we're showing in these videos is that there's dirty data in all of these voter rolls. It's been there for 20 and 30 years because the records show that. And secretaries of state don't see it because the kind of conventional technology they use doesn't allow them 
to be able to really deep clean voter rolls, thus the denial. But now that kind of technology is in the hands of individual citizens, and that's driving change in state after state. My only question that I don't understand is if you don't have the technology to plumb this, but somebody says they have increased technology to really get this, why don't you as a leader of a government, you again got elected by the people, remember that, why don't you say, I don't know, let's find out. Why are they in denial? Why they're calling us election deniers and we're just saying, let's lay the truth out transparently. If they deny it without investigating, they're the deniers, Jay. Well, that's what's happening, though. And no secretary of state wants to have somebody like us come in and show that there's 10,000 people living at an address that are Walmarts or convenience stores or gas stations, because as soon as we make that public, they, they look bad. Now, we went to them first. So we didn't say, let's we're going to pop this on you. We sent letters to every secretary of state and said, look, we will come in at no charge. We'll show you how dirty your voter rolls are so you can change them. Not one hold on, even hold on. responded I need you to, to repeat us. that phrase because that was so vital, Jay. Say that one more time. So we sent letters to every secretary of state in America. We said we will come in at no charge. No charge, people. You, and we will show you how much dirty data you have in your data rolls. Not one secretary of state even responded to the letter. Not one. So now we're just going to publish state after state after state and let the citizens fix it. Ladies and gentlemen, why wouldn't your elected officials, if they're given a chance, think about this like a, a, a company that's got a breach or a company that's got a bug in their software and it's got a gaping hole. What the real white hat people do in the IT world is they say, hey, company, in, in private, hey, company, you got a problem. Here's the problem. Why don't you go ahead and fix it? And if they don't, then it gets published that, hey, these guys, you know, got a problem. They're not willing to fix it. Okay. The same thing is true here. We're trying to simply say, clean this up. We're not trying to hand you a bad rap. We're not trying to lay it at your feet like you're the bad guy or you're the problem. We're just simply trying to fix something. Why wouldn't they reach out to fix this? This is beyond me to let this go to the public and then have this meltdown. Talk about eroding trust, Jay. Well, it erodes trust. And the reason it does is because in every state in the United States right now, there are citizen groups running around with old technologies, but the technologies are good enough to find people voting from prisons, to find people voting from convenience stores, et cetera, to find 18 people living in a 400 square foot house with one bedroom and one bath. And they knock on the door they say, hey, who are these 18 people? Do they live here? And the guy who answers the door says, I don't know any of them. I mean, you see that every day. So what's happening is because these voter rolls are so dirty and individual citizens using very, very rudimentary tools can prove that, what's happening is people don't believe in elections anymore. And what we're saying is we can come in with fractal technology and in less than a week, we can literally clean your voter rolls and show you where all this stuff is so you can take an effort to clean it up. I mean, in Kansas, we just were publishing Kansas on Monday when we adjusted the data for the Kansas official voter rolls from their secretary of state, 40,000 addresses were incorrect. That's before we started even looking at people there who were voting from homeless shelters for 10 years. 
What about dead people? Hmm. Because this is another kind of thing. What about dead people voting or people in nursing homes voting and that they don't even know they voted or somebody voted for them? And all? How does that all relate to this? Well, the, the concept of dead people voting is a really small number. In terms of a percentage, it's out there, but it's a very small percentage. The real area where your election roll voter fraud is happening is in two areas. First, it is happening where election commissions, like happened in Arizona, will literally change the voter rolls during early voting to favor a candidate. So the election commission in Arizona changed 33,000 zip codes during early voting. So these people got their mail, but they didn't get their ballots because the post office didn't change them. The election commission changed them. And so Carrie Lake didn't know that these people never got their ballots. She didn't know that. Somebody got those ballots, but, but weren't the right people. So that's the first thing, and that's invisible to current technology, but we pick it up. The second thing is you have all of these people out there. They may be real people, but they're voting from fake addresses. So the address may be real because it's a Walmart. The person may be real because he's a real person. But a combination of a real person voting from a Walmart is a fake voter. That's where your voter fraud is. And it doesn't occur with 10,000 people in one building. It occurs with 10,000 locations, each of which has five or six or seven anomalous voters like that. So that's where it is. Now, when you get into the cognitive care facilities, it's even worse. So in Wisconsin, they were able to show that you had these people who all got their ballot on the same day. They all mailed in their ballot back on the same day. They all used the same phone number. And then when they went in and checked, they found out these people were in deep cognitive care. They didn't know who their children were. And it was a very sad situation. And it's illegal for people like that to vote because they, they have lost their cognitive capabilities. But that's going on in state after state after state. And very, very few people can see it. Well, we're making it visible to anybody from your phone. So tell mm. me how, then, wow. from my phone, I can deal with this, then. How do, how's the connection between the public and this technology and the use of it in a given state? Sure. So you can log on. It depends on the government, state government laws in, in other particular words, it state. It depends on your jurisdiction, right? It depends on your state. So some states, the voter rolls are very, very accessible to voters. So, for instance, in Texas, what you can do in Texas with our system is you can literally log on from your phone and the first thing you click on is show me every voter in Texas who's over 120 years old. That's one click. When you see that, you're going to find hundreds of voters who are hundreds, several cases, thousands of years old. The next click is do they vote? Boom. Here's their voter history. The next click is what is their address? And then when you click on the address, it will show you that it's a Walmart or a convenience store or whatever it might be. So from your phone, in three or four clicks, you have found how dirty the voter rolls are. And you can do that across hundreds of different queries using the system. And that's what we demonstrate on our website at Omega, the number four America. You can go on there and actually see us doing that. I love it. That can be used real time as well, right? It is real time. Everything we do is real time. So in our case, you can literally from your phone hover you can hover over an address type. Let's say the address type is warehouse. When you hover with your, your mouse on your phone, you know, where you, you move it up with your finger, 
and and you you're hovering over something it will show you that in this particular county you've got 60 people living in warehouses when you push down on it on your phone it will show you who those 60 people are and we're making this available and we're not just doing it for voter rolls we're doing it for the fec contribution rolls and we're finding people who have made 10,000 contributions of two dollars a piece and those were aggregated and sent to people all over the United States. It's a money laundering operation. And in about three weeks, we're going to start demonstrating that as well. And there are thousands of candidates and office holders all around the United States who have been receiving this illegal money for 30 years. And we're going to be showing it live starting in about three or four weeks. We've been working on it for, for six months. But this is a beautiful system. And we're demonstrating it right now to some legislators here in Texas. Is Utah and Wyoming, hmm. uh, are they interested and willing to play ball? That's where um, Ellen's in Wyoming, and I'm That's in Utah. That's why I'm asking the general question, yeah. Yeah, we haven't had any chat with Wyoming people, although Wyoming would be a great place to do it. But I was just in Utah last week. I met with a bunch of state reps and senators, state senators. And I was there for four days, three days, and I did a presentation out there. I've actually run Utah data. I showed people living in, you know, voting from hotels and voting from all these crazy locations at a conference out in Utah. But we're actually in, in conversation right now with legislators in Utah about doing an audit of the entire Utah voter roll, which we would have to get because unlike other states in Utah, they don't allow, they don't allow access to two thirds of the voter roll. But if we get it from the government, we'll be able to do that, and we'll be able to show the legislators, at least, maybe the citizens, how much shenanigan stuff is in those voter rolls. Is Phil Lyman one of the big helpers? That would be very nice. He is. I met with Phil. Phil's a great guy, and uh, he's, I understand, running for governor, and and he's a very uh, articulate gentleman, and, and we had a great call with Phil. All right. Did you meet with the two red pills as well? Uh, I don't recall the names of the other people that we met with. I mean, it was a, it was quite a large group. But I, I remember right. no Phil. problem. There's two ladies that are the two red pills that are one of the uh, two of the people that are making the biggest difference in terms of challenging election integrity issues in Utah. Their names are their, their nicknames are two red pills, uh, and I can help you get in touch with them. But they have great influence in Utah. I don't know if you know, but I work for a sheriff's group as well. And what we need to do is talk to sheriffs to see if they can help us as well uh, with this, because this becomes a little bit of legislative, a little bit of accountability, a little bit of investigative all at the same time, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. And some of the stuff we're showing, like people getting illegal campaign contributions, and we know they're illegal because we can show they go through a money laundering operation. And I actually presented that when I was in Utah last week. I I showed some examples of that. I didn't show the illegal stuff. I just showed the the stuff in general that's happening. But we we can share that with sheriffs, and, and we are in Wisconsin sharing that with district attorneys. And in Wisconsin, they actually are taking criminal action against some office holders. Now, that's not going to be announced for a few more months because they're waiting till after all the filing dates are done so these guys can't get out of the race. But, oh, we've got some big things coming out in Wisconsin. 
All right, I'm going to call you after oh, the show, Jay, and work on this. I've got several sheriffs that are looking into integrity issues, and this might back them into a simple way uh, to not get caught in a conspiracy theory or whatever else. We're just like, hey, let's go ahead and make the voter rolls transparent. Let's run it through the engine and get the data back. This should be very – you've offered to do it virtually for free, right? Well, we are doing it as long as we're doing it with legislators, then what we will do is we come in and we do what's called a proof of concept. And I just did 26 of them for 26 states. Now, proof of concept means is we work with Now, hold on. When we get back from the break, I'm sorry. It's a hard break and I can't blow this one off. Jay Valentine with us, ladies and gentlemen. Jay Valentine is a fraud expert. He speaks out against voter fraud. He's got solutions, ladies and gentlemen using fractal web dot app technology um why we need real-time voter roll monitoring we'll talk about all this a little more in seconds with jay valentine on your radio pursuing liberty using the constitution as our guide you're listening to liberty news radio usa news i'm Corey myers The Israel and Hamas war now in its 40th day. The Israeli military has raided the Gaza Strip's main hospital and said it's a targeted operation against Hamas. The U.S. confirmed yesterday that Hamas uses hospitals and tunnels underneath them to hide and hold hostages. Not happy with the presidential field? Well, you're not alone. Over half of American voters want additional candidates in the 2024 presidential race, with 52% expressing the preference, including 72% of independents and 58% of Democrats. That's according to a new Quinnipiac poll. However, 67% of Republicans are content with the existing candidate pool, featuring frontrunners Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, and Nikki Haley. In a hypothetical matchup between Donald Trump and President Joe Biden, Trump leads with 48% support compared to Biden's 46%. The economy remains a primary concern for voters, closely followed by the preservation of democracy. I'm John Schaefer. U.S. officials report that a drone, which an American warship intercepted, appears to have originated from Yemen. The USS Thomas Hudner engaged the drone, which was not its intended target. Reuters first reported the drone's downing. This marks the second interception by a U.S. Navy vessel in the area since October. A Wisconsin jury has found a woman guilty of poisoning another woman with eye drops. We the jury... Find the defendant, Jesse R. Kershevsky, guilty of first-degree intentional homicide. Kershevsky stole money from Lynn Hernan and later killed her to cover up the fraud. She denied involvement, Kershevsky later claiming that Hernan wanted to die. This is USA News. Hey, here's a question. After you wear your clothes, you toss them in the washing machine, right? Nobody wants to wear dirty clothes. So how do we don't throw your shoes in the washing machine when they get dirty? I mean, come on, your shoes are touching the filthy ground all day long. Gross. But with Skechers, you can. Because most Skechers are machine washable. That's right. Skechers are specially made so you can toss them right in the washing machine and keep them clean and looking new. And when they look new, you can confidently wear them longer. That's less shoes you're going to want to throw away, which means less waste. And it'll save you tons of dough. I love that. Plus, machine washable Skechers are for the whole family, men, women, and kids. So when your kids get their shoes dirty, oh, and we know they will, just wash them. 
brilliant. And even our latest technology, new hands-free Skechers slip-ins are washable. You just step right in and go without bending down or even touching your shoes. So give your Skechers the same treatment you give your clothes. Just toss them in the washing machine and keep them looking brand spanking new. Find machine washable Skechers at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish footwear happens to be sold. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Sam Bushman and Eldon Stahl together talking to Jay Valentine. And Jay Valentine is an expert with FractalWeb.app if you want to learn about the technology. It's not only used for voter rolls. It's used for all kinds of new applications. It is incredible. Things that used to take hours literally can take seconds with their incredible new stack technology. That's another topic for another day. Applying it to voter rolls, though. Fraud expert is Jay Valentine, and he's speaking out against election voter rolls and voter fraud. Why we need real-time voter roll monitoring is really uh, the statement that we would make about this. And we're talking about identifying problems in voter rolls using fractal technology, ladies and gentlemen. America needs confidence in its voter rolls. To learn more, Omega, the number four, America.com is where you can go learn about what they're doing uh, there. Fractal delivers confidence through transparency uh, is the point. Now, right before the break, uh, Jay, you were kind of uh, explaining a little bit more about, uh, you know, how this works and and what people do and where you're at on it and all this kind of stuff. Really, we're going to eventually get the public involved to the nth degree, right? But we are. We're working with legislators in the states, but the legislators work with public voter integrity teams. And what they do is together, they use our technology to parse these voter rolls. And the power is we cross compare voter rolls with other rolls. So we compare the voter rolls with the property tax records. We compare the voter rolls with the Federal Election Commission records. And when you do that, each of these databases in itself is an inexact database. They got anywhere from 5 to 30% of the data is incorrect. But when you cross-search them, you end up with triangulating your data, and you end up being able to get tremendous insight into what's on those voter rolls. End of the day, how do we hmm. fix this? So let's say we point out a ton of problems and we get it. How do we how do we fix it or make the changes? And what does that in, in terms of one getting it fixed and then two keeping up on it so that it's accurate going forward? The world we live in right now is an online world. The world that the Secretary of State of every single state in America lives in is a 1980s batch world. So the way we fix this problem is really simple. We allow citizens, we allow voter integrity groups to have real-time access to the voter roll so that they can see. Every citizen in America can go in and look at the property tax records for every property in their state or even another state. They can look at all kinds of government records, but they can't see online their records of voters. But if they could, particularly using a technology like Fractal, every voter would be able to look at voter rolls. And all the stuff we're finding, it's not deep science. It's obvious. It's obvious. All you have to do is run that guy's address and see you've got 30 people voting from a Target store. That's obvious. And when you have the people crowdsourcing this data, 
this stuff's going to get cleaned in 90 days and it's going to stay clean because you can't then go in and mess with voter rolls because the citizens will see it. That's why there's no such thing as fraud in property tax rolls because everybody can see all the property tax rolls and what everybody's paying. All right. Now, one of the big problems has been Eric, this offline um, supposedly group that's going to make sure your voter rolls are accurate and everything else. We find them to be a stumbling block and a problem. Several states have discovered this reality and backed out of Eric. But the reason that I bring it up is because when you turn your data over to a third party like Eric, you lose that transparency. You lose FOIA requests and the ability uh, with all the government laws to get transparency. You lose that with groups like Eric. So people are running from Eric because we find out they're not really um, cleaning up voter rolls. They're, in fact, they're making them worse. Uh, whether it's intentional or not is a debate for another day. But the fact is what we're doing is wanting to pull that back to government instead of third party for transparency and then use fractal technology in partnership with government so that all the rules for transparency, uh, FOIA requests, accountability, all apply, right? Well, yeah. And, and if you go to the videos that we published last week, Minnesota has been using Eric forever. They were one of the first Eric users. Every single thing we show you in the video of Minnesota, the video is 47 minutes. Everything we show you, Eric missed. The other video we have up there is Texas. Now, Texas used Eric through last year. But we don't just show you the current Texas voter roll. We show you the Texas voter roll in 2020 during the Trump-Biden election. And we're pulling out hundreds of things that were obviously fake. Eric missed every single one of them because at the time of those voter rolls, Texas used Eric. So in every state, we're showing you that Eric is completely useless. Eric doesn't find anything. The only thing they claim to find is, is if you vote in Utah and you move to California and you also vote in California, they claim they will find that, which I doubt. That's less than one half of 1% of what's going on in voter rolls. 98%, which would happen to Kerry Lake, is people screwing with voter rolls during early voting. Eric doesn't pick up any of that. People living in Walmarts and convenience stores and gas stations, Eric doesn't pick up any of that. So Eric is a essentially a false narrative to make you feel like someone's cleaning voter rolls. But when we demonstrate those voter rolls, as we're going to show in Georgia the week after next, and wait till you see what we're showing in Georgia. In Georgia, the Secretary of State there, Brad Rafsenberger, said that Eric is absolutely wonderful. Well, when we show you what happened in Georgia in 2020, and it's going to be several videos because there's so much, we couldn't do it in one video. All of it was missed by Eric. All right, let me ask this uh, because mm. I think this is really important. There's a lot of lawsuits out there uh, right now, Jay. Carrie Lake is one of the key people, Mike Lindell, many others. I don't want to get into the minutia of the different lawsuits, but here's my question. Are you able to come as a friend of the court or as a um, subpoenaed or whatever you want to call it, witness that can basically say, look, you know what? Carrie Lake claims there's voter roll problems. That's one of her claims. You know what? Here's the data to prove what she's saying, Your Honor. Is, is that partnership or is that going on? We have been asked a number of times to be – expert witnesses on this. So we got called into the John Eastman trial. But John Eastman is a Trump attorney living in California and or living, you know, registered in California as, a, as an attorney. And the California Bar Association is trying to kick him out right now. It's pretty 
well-known lawsuit. Well, they called me as an expert witness. And during the deposition, which was video, the person who is prosecuting Eastman said, well, was there voter fraud in 2020? I go, yeah, it was all over the place. He says, well, how do you know? I said, because I'm running the data for 25 or 26 states and I can see it. He said, well, how do you prove it? I said, I would just log on to my system and I would show you the tens of thousands of people who voted from fake addresses. So therefore, those are illegal votes and it was more than enough to turn the election. They did everything they could to make sure I was not an expert witness and they moved heaven and earth to get me out of there, which they did. So you're telling me that they literally committed fraud on the court and you couldn't deliver the facts? Well, they didn't commit fraud on the court. They said to the court that we do not want this guy as an expert witness. And they came up with, you know, some us, you know, crazy yeah, legal argument. But, but hold on, separate, separate the witness from the facts, though. You maybe don't want this witness, but can some, if, if, if Jay's a bad witness, can somebody else bring the data and show the facts? I don't want to talk about witnesses. No, I don't know. I mean, I'm not here. I mean, you know, we're not lawyers. We don't get involved in that stuff. We're software guys. We run a software company. We're not activists. We don't screw around with that stuff. But your question was, do you get called in as expert witnesses? And we do. So we had to testify in Wisconsin about the Wisconsin voter ID numbering system, which has hidden characters in it that you can't see with modern computer systems, but we can see them. And so those hidden characters are in the Wisconsin voter ID system. And we discovered them and we testified in the Wisconsin legislature, I think two or three times. So yeah, we get called all the time for that stuff. Anyway, I don't, I don't mean to turn you into a lawyer and make this controversial for you. My whole point is they run around in the media and in the courts and basically dismiss all these things and say we have zero evidence is my point. But the facts are staring them in the face. They're using legalese to prevent the facts from coming forward. That's fine. Do all the legalese you want. We're putting out videos and people are seeing the videos. We're getting overwhelmed with email, with calls. I had three Washington, D.C. based organizations call us since we did the Minnesota video and say, what would it take for you to help us to use your technology to go after some of these voter roles? So it, when people see our videos, you can't deny it. When we show you that the property tax record shows that this is a Walmart and the voter record shows you got three guys voting from there and the voter history record shows you they voted, you can't deny that. And so that's why we're putting out videos after video after video of every single one of the 26 states. And it'll probably grow to 30 or 40 states by the time we're done. Amen. God bless you for your work. How can people help, Jay? Go ahead and skip the break. Well, we're a software company, so we're not looking for volunteers. We don't take donations. The, the way people can help themselves is, is to go to their secretary of state, to go to their legislators and say, hey, look. Let these guys come in and let these guys do a voter roll audit and show you how bad your voter rolls are. Because one of two things is going to happen. Either you're going to invite these guys in and they're going to show you and you can fix them, or you're not going to invite them in and they're just going to do it anyway because it's public information and you're going to see it on our video sites. So one way or the other, this information's coming out. I love it, sir. Uh, is the best place for people to keep an eye on this Omega4America.com? It is. And no volunteers, and we're not looking for donations, but that's where we are. And we're working with states around the country who have seen the light, and we're moving forward with the fractal technology. 
And ladies and gentlemen, if you have a relationship with your legislator, get a hold of them, see if they'll get a hold of Jay, because that's where we have kind of a, a confluence of solution here. The legislative bodies working with this um, uh, IT company, uh, working with transparency, then we the people back it and push for it. Pretty soon the media is forced to report on it, and now we're getting somewhere. This is all about solutions. Jay, your final thought. Well, all we're trying to do is give people visibility to voter roles and to FEC roles and to other government roles. And the more we do this, the more the narrative's going to change from there's no such thing as voter fraud to how are we going to clean the voter rolls. Jay, thank you so much. That's great. Thank you. Bye, guys. There he goes, ladies and gentlemen. Jay Valentine doing a phenomenal job. Omega4America.com. Do you want to get a final word on this, Ellen? This is incredible solutions-oriented. Look, we at the CSPOA promised we'd get into this uh, election issue, and we're trying to cross the, you know, get people together. It seems like it's been kind of a dearth behind the scenes where you haven't heard much. We've been working on this forever. Now, we're not trying to take credit for it. We're just telling you we're working on it, and so are so many people. It's not even funny, and we're starting to, do I dare use the term hit pay dirt, Ellen? <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Well, it's yeah, it is encouraging because uh, the the people that uh, don't want to dig into this, um, they they always want to control the narrative, control the conversation or or the discussion. And uh, if we could get the discussion moving over to well, how do we clean up our voter rolls? That would be a big improvement because so many of these legislators and others are have their head in the sand and they're determined not to see anything, not to look for anything, <laughs> or not to find anything. All right, there you have it. Uh, there's just so much to this, it's just not even funny. It's hard to focus on it because David Clark working on it, he's a sheriff, he got this fractal people involved, good for him. A huge shout out to him. Uh, you've got Catherine Engelbrecht, Greg Phillips, True the Vote working on it. You've got Mike Lindell. You've got the CSPOA. The John Birch Society has been working on this kind of stuff for a long time, too. There's going to be a confluence of solutions here. And, man, the synergism is starting to become incredible, Eldon. Yeah, it is. It's it's good to see people stepping up because this is – Yeah, of course, this didn't happen overnight. It's been – a uh, long train of uh, little things that have added up to where we are today. But uh, now uh, people are alarmed enough that they're taking action. All right. Let's see. <clears throat> There's so much to talk about. It's hard to know even where to start, um, Eldon. <laughs> I just I don't I don't yeah. even know how to kind of respond <laughs> to how much news is out there. It seems like every day when I look at the news – there's just more and more and more stuff where I'm like, man, I have got to, like, work on this. But I don't know how to, like, respond because there's just so much news. Let me give you an example. Headline says this. A report published by the Government Accountability Office. That's the GAO, Government Accountability Office. On Tuesday, so what, two days ago? found that government agencies incorrectly reported spending and at times did not report their expenditures. I, 
I don't even know how to respond to this. Exactly. So now um, we don't know what the expenditures are. Then how can they have a budget? And if they have a budget and they don't know where the money went, is it a budget? I don't mean to be stupid here. I'm just saying to you, how, what is happening around here? And supposedly the Republicans have got a handle on this, and, and MAGA Mike uh, Johnson is going to fix it. And now they just, I don't know what you want to say, created a um, pass the buck or, you know, down the line again. And, and now we're finding out literally right when they agree to all this. Shame on them for kicking the can down the road. But now they don't even know what they're spending money on. And they have no idea how much yeah. they spent. I'm only half stupid, uh, Eldon, but I don't get it, sir. Well, uh, you know, back in uh, 1958, when, when Robert Welch uh, started the John Birch Society, he warned against this. He said that there would be um, efforts to spend money as wastefully as possible to drive up the debt and the deficit as quickly as possible and that would be part of the plan to uh, undermine our our country and uh, we're seeing that come to fruition i just look at this and i'm just not even sure really how to respond to some of the stuff that i'm seeing and kind of hearing i mean this report by the accountability office so here's my next question for the accountability office. Now that you discovered they have no clue what they're spending on, what does the accountability office do about it except for report and tell you they're sc- they're scandalous? They don't have a clue. They're create this is nuts. Accountability office. Do they have the ability to create accountability there, Eldon? <laughs> well, I guess they they report on things, but ultimately it seems like Congress has to hold people accountable if Congress says care and and really if if we don't care enough to tell our congressmen put put uh, pressure on them then uh, probably not much is going to happen there so it but it, it takes uh, it's good for people to to know at least um well i agree but congress start. has said spend 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 all the way some programs through january 19th and some programs in february and uh, we promise we're going to work on it and we kick the can down the road and there you go and which they've done over yeah. and over and over and over and over and over to the point where we're $32 trillion. Well, that's the number they claim. But how do they know that's right if they don't know what they spent? Well, yeah, it's true. There's there's accountability or accounting, excuse me, uh, issues there as well. So it makes it difficult to hold people accountable, find out what actually happened. Um, but, but in the end, um, you know, we probably don't like to admit it, but... Um, most people in the United States are not wanting to greatly uh, or significantly decrease the spending at the federal level. Uh, if they were, they would be not chomping at the bit, trying to get every grant and every federal program and every um, an increase to every entitlement and all that. Um, once that changes, though, then we'll see actual a re- reduction, but uh, until then, uh, what the people demand is someone to talk fiscally fiscally conservative while bringing home the bacon. Uh, that's the harsh reality that we have to face and, and change. Now they say that the national interest, U.S. debt interest, now tops 
a trillion dollars a year. That's according to Bloomberg. How do we deal with this? Well, we get back to the Constitution and what it actually says. Ooh, not, not wow. the, yeah, not, not the, uh, you know, the Constitution that uh, has been, you know, somehow in the minds of pro- progressive um, revolutionaries uh, amended informally millions of times by something outside of Article Five of the U.S. Constitution, but what the Constitution actually says and means, the pocket Constitution. Uh, if we understand that and insist that it be followed, 80% of what the federal government does roughly would be uh, eliminated, phased out, uh, all of those things, and we would see a large, we're talking trillions of dollars in surplus every year. Uh, it wouldn't take too long to uh, pay down the debt. U.S. Out the interest, all debt that. interest bill tops a trillion dollars a year. So unless something changes drastically, that number is just going to continue to skyrocket. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like the person that, you know, they, you say, oh, you have a major uh, cash flow spending debt problem. Well, if they don't, the yes, the problem is the debt, but that's in a sense a symptom. The real problem is the their thinking, their process. If if they go on thinking still that, you know, you can un, without limit live off your credit card without consequence, then that problem is not going to go away. So there, it's got to be a change in thinking. Same thing goes for the people or a government. Uh, if that doesn't change, then, um, you know, if, if they're not going to say, well, we will not spend money on XYZ, um, then they'll spend money on anything they want. And so there has to be some sort of idea that there are limits, that there is uh, uh, some things that we should not spend money on. <laughs> whether it's in government or the people, whatever. All right, now listen to this. The Departments of Treasury, Health and Human Services, HHS, if you will, Homeland Security, DHS, and Transportation, that's the Department of Transportation, or DOT, were all flagged by the GAO for having multi-billion dollar discrepancies across different public COVID-19 spending disclosures during the 2022 fiscal year. So we're talking about multiple agencies, billions of dollars per agency, 25 executive agencies were included among the over 49 agencies that have this problem. I don't even know how to respond to this. And Congress goes, yeah, let's go ahead and kick the can down. Let's take off for Thanksgiving and Christmas. What are these clowns doing? And supposedly we have MAGA Mike at the helm that's going to change the world and be the good guy for us? I think he absolutely failed. Now, I'm not here to attack Mike. Congress failed. We the people failed. When are we going to start to say this is unacceptable and we demand a solution? I provided a solution and nobody pays attention. 
Vivek Ramaswamy highlights the same principle. In business, you start with what's called a zero-based budget. And you say, look, we're not going to spend a penny. Now, every budget line item is going to come through one at a time. And in America, we're going to discuss the constitutionality of it. If it's constitutional, then we're going to say, okay, is it the right amount that needs to be spent? Or is there waste? And then we pass only constitutional line items. If there's a line item that's not constitutional, but we can't crash the plane, then we got to have, here's the line item. We'll fund it with a sunset and or a plan for elimination. Okay, this is real easy to do if we demand it, Eldon. But I don't see any change at all. Well, I'll give you a reason for hope here, okay? Um, Now, one of the big reasons that we see people um, not wanting to reduce government spending is because we send our kids by and large to the government schools. Is the government going to tell you and teach you that the government is doing things that are not authorized, that should be reduced? Probably not. Uh, So, but we have seen a massive, I would say two or three times uh, increase in homeschooling lately. People are saying enough is enough. Get our kids out of these schools. Uh, and, And that's really uh, I think a big factor in there. Uh, once the uh, this grows to a critical mass, we're going to have people saying, you know what? Not only do we not need, but we don't want, and we should not have all this big government. We need to scale it back, and they'll have the votes to do it. Amen. That's what we have to get done, ladies and gentlemen. Before the end of the hour, before the end of the hour, I have one more headline I want to highlight and Eldon to respond to. Here's the headline: Customers at major U.S. banks hit with deposit delays. This ain't looking good, Eldon. That's a horrible precedent, sir. They're hit with deposit. I'm sorry, I didn't quite catch. With deposit delays. So you put money in the oh, bank, delayed. hey, they're not going to recognize it there for a while, uh, you know. Okay, well, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of like we're getting into the uh, Argentina territory where the bank just says, well, we have your money, but you can't have it. <laughs> and the people are pretty upset. Yeah, I know we took your money and we gave you a deposit slip, but it ain't in your account. You can't use the money. We're working on it, we promise. They claim it was a little glitch. I don't know, man. Yeah. Glitch or not, it's my money. You better mm-hmm. have your act together. Where's the accountability for that? I hope this doesn't spell trouble. But when I see big banks laying people yep. off left and right, it adds fuel to that concern and fire. That's for sure. Eldon Stahl, thank you so much, sir. God bless you and JBS.org. Oh, thank you, Sam. It's always great to be on. The John Birch Society, ladies and gentlemen, The New American. Check it out. The New American. Great magazine. Um, I'm Sam Bushman, LovingLiberty.net. God save the Republic of the United States of America.